Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tours, schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Thaddeus Nichols on the line, and he is the North America Regional Director of Partner Programs over at International Justice Mission. Thad, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. It's really fun to be here. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at International Justice Mission, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career? Yeah, I mean, like any story, my story, you know, is part of the generations before me. And so uh, just a part of the way I grew up, my dad was an executive with Farm Credit, which is kind of the largest um, credit bureau for co-ops um, and grain elevators. Uh, and he um, was on an organization, uh, the board of an organization, um, and uh, they're at this about the same time in, in Kansas, where I grew up in Wichita, there was a, a real homeless um, problem, and this was in the early 90s, too, uh, and there was a growing AIDS epidemic um, at that time, and my parents just had this overwhelming heart um, for that community, and so as like a five- or six-year-old, my parents were inviting homeless guys um, to come and like spend a night at our home. Many of them were uh, those with AIDS or HIV themselves, um, and they, I just saw my parents living out the fullness of their life across the board and really caring for the poor. And when I was six, my dad actually quit his job um, as an executive to go on staff with this organization that he served on the board of. Uh, and he was stepping into a role to really help them get financially um, stable, both through fundraising as well as then through um, just building sustainable business. And so he took this huge ranch where they did vocational training with their city guys from all over the country, and he uh, built a retreat center there. He started a welding school. Um, and so this this um, big piece of property in this organization, which had um, was going into debt year over year, started to make its own funding and no longer actually needed to be fully funded by donors. And so I just – I grew up with this um, idea of, A, really caring for the poor and the powerless um, and, like, giving my power up for them. Um, and then the second thing I grew up was we've seen my, my parents use their gifting to allow other people to live in their giftings. And so from a young age, I just had this overwhelming desire to really serve in whatever way I could. And I didn't think that I had the giftings like of a, you know, a, the compassionate or the mentor um, or these other things that are, that really are front line um, in, in some of these areas and with these organizations. But Man, I had an ability uh, to be a strategic thinker. I had an ability to drive for scale, and I had an ability to lead teams. And so I, my whole vision for my life has been to, A, to serve the poor and the powerless, and B, to do it in a way that I allow other people to really live in their giftings and their talents. Wow, what an amazing story, and what amazing example. I love it. Uh, and it's just it's you know, there's some people listening right now that maybe they're just, they're a little bit further behind in their past. So maybe they're just getting out of college or maybe they're, you know, they didn't go to college and they're, they're starting on their career and they have that same type of heart 
to where they want to go out and they want to do good um, in the world. Um, what kind of, what kind of, and not saying anybody doesn't want to, but it's a very specific type of person to really, um, I'll use your words, to give up their power for the benefit of others. That's a very hard concept, but there are people out there that also want to do things like that. Um, that being said, what, what kind, what would your message be to them that are listening, that are thinking of that in terms of making a career out of it and really um, taking that to the next level as you've managed to do? Because it's not easy. Yeah, and I, I think really it's, it's something that we can all do in so many different ways. I think, you know, generationally, um, the, the new millennial generation is looking at things of like, how do we not compartmentalize our lives? But how do we do um, what we love um, every hour of the day? You know, how do, we, how do we allow our life and our work and our career to really meld together? And I think that's really at, at, at the bedrock of it all is this idea that we all have power and influence, and how can we use that power and influence on behalf of others? It doesn't have to be a compartmentalized piece of our life. For me, it became my career. Now, I don't know that it's not necessarily for everyone else, but I think that when we, um, when we serve, when we, we give of the power and the influence that we naturally have, um, it's an incredible opportunity for um, us to do that pervasively throughout our entire life. Now, the best ways to do that is, like, I think – at the end of the day, the best thing to do is really just find your passion. And the great way to find your, your passions if you're in that similar place or wondering is to really just serve with local organizations to understand what's going on on the ground. Um, and then not looking at it just as like, is this a career move into social work or something like that? But like, what am I skilled at? What am I gifted at? There are so many different ways to serve humanity and to do good well outside um, of the picture that we might get every single day um, of a social worker or something like that. Well said. Uh, let's switch it up a bit, Thad. I want to get more into what you're doing over at International Justice Mission. So first, tell me more about the organization, please. Yeah, we're the largest anti-trafficking organization in the world. Um, and so the reality is there's over 40 million slaves in the world today, um, whether that's sex slavery or bonded labor slavery. Um, and about one in four of those are, are children. And so it's a, it's a pervasive problem. And in many ways, you could say it's almost an epidemic. Um, that is very um, unknown, um, and it, it doesn't receive quite the attention uh, that is needed. And so we've got offices in 25 uh, – we've got 25 um, offices around the world, and we work with local governments um, because the reality is in every single one of these countries, slavery is illegal. It's just not enforced always, or it's not known how to enforce it. And so we work with local governments um, in partnership to investigate um, and to bring uh, – to free slaves to bring uh, slaveholders to justice through the local justice system, um, and then to restore survivors uh, through aftercare. And so the majority of our team around the world are attorneys and investigators and are really on the front lines doing this themselves. Uh, and then we're working with the local government to move to a place where we no longer are needed, but it's something that's actually being done through the government in the way that you would expect for you know, everyone to be protected. Wow, and so 40 million, that's just such an, that's an astronomical number, and you're right, it doesn't, and one of the reasons why uh, I did want you to come on the show is because I, I, I'd like to help get that word out, because it's just something, I, I think a lot of this, in, in general, to, to me, I think a lot of the reason this happens is because the public just doesn't even know. Would you agree with mm -hmm. that? I mean, I, I just don't think people know. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the beginning of the battle against it is awareness, and it's really the reality of just people becoming, becoming a known entity. I mean, we look at, like, the response to the water crisis in the world today. We look at the response to, to AIDS, to polio. Those things all have moved forward in enormous ways because people have become aware, and naturally we respond when we hear things like that. 
So if, if people are listening and they want to and they want to help in that mission, I mean, what does, you know, the, the average everyday person that, you know, they're, they're obviously in corporate America, a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, executives listen to this show. Um, what does that type of person do if they want to help kind of cam- combat that, combat that um, travesty that's going on in the world, I would say? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of different ways. We partner with large corporations like Walmart um, in that um, around the world. And so there are opportunities as corporations to actually be on the front lines of this as it relates to supply chains and things like that. Um, you know, whether it's a small business or a large business, um, there's opportunities as an individual, um, whether that's, that's giving or um, engaging with Congress. Actually, U.S. Congress passed a couple of years ago a the in the in modern day slavery initiative. And so actually, the U.S. government in conjunction with the U.K. and major corporations in the U.S. and Europe are at the forefront of this battle now and are actually looking to eradicate slavery in our lifetime. So there's opportunities there as it relates to just the way that we vote and the way that we engage. On my end, personally, I lead our partner programs team for North America, which essentially means I lead all of our scalable initiatives. So really that idea of the one to the many. And so I work with um, our professional athlete partners, our celebrity influencer partners, conferences, musicians, and really anything where it's a, a one to a many. And so if you find yourself personally in a position of influence or power in whatever capacity that looks like, you have a reach that's far beyond yourself. And so I think that's really where we begin to see this change is when we can combat this global industry with um, the very opposite of that. So it's a, it's a, um, a multi-billion dollar industry. We only really see that end, you know, when we can raise up millions and millions that are saying it must end. And I think we all have a platform that we can do that from. No, that's great so I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you using your platform for that, for example, today. Absolutely. Uh, and so if somebody wants more information, how do they reach out? Yeah, um, you can check out International Justice Mission. Our website is IJM.org. Um, you find me on LinkedIn, Thaddeus Nichols. I'm always happy to connect on there or we're on social media, um, on Instagram and, and Twitter as IJN. Fantastic. Well, hey, Thad, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing with us uh, all the great work you're doing over at International Justice Mission to Combat Slavery and um, and to raise awareness. And, and on those scalable initiatives, we know it's what it takes, so I'm glad to have you working over there on that. And to the audience, as always, appreciate you tuning in. hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review, do all those great things, and uh, go over to International Justice Mission's website and definitely check that out and get involved if you can. Uh, And that, thanks again for coming on the show.